Hi, this is Pat Gleason, artist on Batman and Robin, and you are listening to Top 5 Podcasts. Welcome to Top 5 Comics, people talking about comics, pop culture, and events. Today we have Giant Quest's best friend, Mike. What's up? The master of the universe, Curtis. I have the power! Don't. <laughs> ole, 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 ole. Everyone's favorite gummy bear, Ross. I don't think I have a catchphrase that I know of. Let's get squishy! No, I'm not going to say that, but okay. Johnny Quest wouldn't even say that. Yeah, he would. No, he wouldn't. Mm. And leader of the Thundercats, Movie Dave. What's up? Oh, that's right. I'm here for you, gentlemen. And keep us all together, we have the guy driving the magic school bus that shouldn't be driving, CBS. Hi. Did I put that stop sign out? <laughs> we should stop at the railroad tracks or not. <laughs> You're like auto. <laughs> Pretty much. Everybody sit down. <laughs> We're going to Stoner's Pot Palace. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wasn't there a Freddy Krueger thing on the school bus? There was. There was, yeah. Uh, see. Same with uh, died that it. movie you like. Jeepers Creepers. Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. Yep. It's always bad news. Maybe you shouldn't be driving school. I bus. probably shouldn't be. No. It's not a good idea. Drive them into the ground. Well, that's generally what happened. That's what happened in Trick or Treat. Hey! So, All right, so um, this is episode Street. number... 56? 56. All right. Uh, today we're going to be doing uh, Swamp Thing, Convergence Swamp Thing number one, mm-hmm. followed by Hulk, Hulk number 15. 15. That's not when it... No. Oh, my bad. Convergence Justice League America number one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my neener's broken. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Better have that checked. <laughs> <laughs> they won't look. They won't even look at it. Uh, which? Not that they can't find it. <laughs> you back off me. That's what you say. <laughs> uh, Luther Strode is legacy. Which one is it? Legacy. Legacy. Of Luther Strode. Legacy. Of Luther Strode number one. Image Comics. And then uh, Marvel Comics Black Widow, number seventeen. Seventeen. Wait, that was a number one. What? Luther Strode was a number one. Yes, it was. His number one is part three in the series. Oh, okay. So yeah. you think about it as uh, ep- movie episodes, one, two, and three. How about or I just don't Star think. Wars. I think that's that pretty much works to it. Hey, Ross, speaking of not thinking, let's have a little news from the dog pile. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the first big, well... The first DC-made big thing. I guess it's kind of a big thing. I don't know. The Frank Miller is going to be writing another Dark Knight. DK3. Yeah. Which, you know <sighs> you know, I've been playing like the Donkey Kong video games too much because I saw DK. the DK and I was like, what in the world is going on here? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it was not beyond the realm of possibility that he could write, try to write a Donkey Kong story. Mm-hmm. Call it Donkey Clap. Because that guy's nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I think that's something different. I don't know. I guess it's kind of a thing. The first one is really cool, and then I think it's pretty much all been downhill since then. Yeah, but, number two was pretty terrible. Yeah, and it had its good parts, but for the most part, yeah. What was it called? The Dark Knight Returns again? 
No, it's DK2. Dark Knight Returns 2. DK2. Confusing you. There was another title. No. Yeah, there was. Pretty sure the logo yeah, it was DK2. Strikes again? Strikes again. Strikes. Yeah. I don't remember. I just remember the logo is DK2. What did I say about arguing? What are you talking about? You want me to say it? If ifs and buts were candies and nuts. No! Tell them not to. Please. No. You would argue. No, 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 no. <laughs> Mike? Oh, right, oh. yeah, no, Mike. Stop. Ross, go on with things about things. Make um, worse. I was going to say, the only thing I remembered from that book, from the wrestling. second one, is the Adam. The part that Adam in it is the only thing I remember at all. Oh, and Because he, yeah, he, he gets stranded without his belt, and he's microscopic okay. size. What about, Carrie Kelly was a cat in that Yeah. One, That's right, she became like Catwoman. Cat girl? She? Cat girl, yeah. Something like that. We had the Flash powering the city from running the treadmill. God, I don't, I don't remember that, that at all. No? That was I haven't had the pleasure parts. of reading it at all. I don't yeah. think it's really a pleasure. Yeah, I, I think be, I've read it, but forgot. To be all. honest, I thought it was okay when I read it. I liked it when I read it. Just don't read it next to the first one. I also not. thought it was a lot older than it was. I didn't realize it do. came out in like 2002. I figured it came out like a couple of years after. Did you the read first the first one. one before that? Yeah, actually, I read them right and right it's behind successful. each other. But I, I didn't. Uh, it definitely wasn't as good as the first one, but I didn't think it was bad either. But I obviously don't remember anything about it, so. Take that, Frank Miller. <laughs> um, what else are there? Oh, we just, just a couple, like an hour ago, we saw Jared Leto, Leto? Leto. Jared Leto. Leto. As the Joker. Pictures on the internet? Not personally. Lots of tattoos. He saw it personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the I was there with him. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness I didn't see it personally. That freaked me out. I was confused <laughs> what he was saying. Nah, I don't know about that. He's got a lot of prison tats. It is weird. He's got a J drop under his eye. This is also like a weird. Drop J. Yeah. And he's got what does it say on his forehead? Deranged. Yeah. Something like that. It's weird. weird. Someone made the joke online. They'd write pizza on their forehead after. <laughs> then he's got uh, like capped silver teeth. Yeah. It looks like. Well, knowing that he everybody's going to compare this Joker to the previous, and you can't. It's good to do your own thing, not try to copy it but man this is like 180 trying to distance himself from yeah this is a yeah. little much yeah, that's ledger. a long way away it is I, maybe it's fake and they're just like hey look at this and then they'll change it up it maybe i don't think that makes a lot of sense of crazy hollywood actually. yeah I, this is going to be a trip up like the bane I, yeah i guess the other thing is <laughs> we got all the movie trailers in the past couple of weeks too. Right. Do I explain. Can, I was gonna mention that, but they make they make uh in the Batman Superman one, which I'm not a big fan of the tone they're going for in general. But one thing I told you guys already is that I like that they tried to make him more comic booky. That they're he, he's not completely based in reality like they were trying to do. Yeah, with giving him bad armor and yeah, which I, I don't really like the looks of it, but at least they are trying to make it more of a comic book thing instead of it being just a more reality-based and trying to follow exactly the last movies. I don't understand why they're going down the uh, the Batman Returns or whatever you call the first one, Frank Miller. I don't know why they're going down that road. How else are you going to introduce those two and make it epic? Well, yeah, towards the end of everything, because they're so... In the story, the characters are... 
old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, that's what I'm I, wondering, I is how old are they going to... I mean, Superman looks the same age, but, but Superman... Batman, ages but at a different yeah, rate. he ages But Batman in that story is, like, ancient. And I don't think he's going to be that old in this. I don't think he's that old. I think he's just beat up. So they're using story elements from that book. I, I don't know. But you know, the according to everyone... The Man of Steel movie was a train wreck, which I I was okay with it, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it was wasn't pretty... it wasn't a bad movie. They just didn't portray Superman very good, I don't think. I just looked at it as like an Elseworlds type of thing. It's, yeah, if you go into it looking at it that way, you can't expect a, you can't expect a different type of movie. Cause same guy doing it. I mean, really, it's going to be the same kind of. Yeah, it's going to be death and destruction mm-hmm. everywhere. And that just, it, it wasn't a bad movie, but to me that just doesn't fit Superman very well. But he wasn't very protect and serve, he's more get things done, which I it's fine either way, but if he would have put out one fire, it would have fit better. And he just didn't. So, yeah, there, there's that, I guess. But yeah, what? I'll give you the Dark Knight trailer, the, or the, the Batman Superman trailer. It, Batman is very wanted for destruction, which is cool, except that... Generally speaking, Batman doesn't drive his car through things at the innocence, really. So, what would have been really cool, and they might do this, and they might play off it anyway, but is if they they heard that from the fans that they were like, oh, Superman destroying all this stuff doesn't work," and they tried to explain it in this movie with why that's why Batman's going after him. Is that's exactly what I was going to say because of the false god in the trailer. Right. Mm-hmm. That's spray painted across the Superman statue. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm guessing that's where that's coming from. That's what I was yeah. going to think. But yet, yeah. as he's going after him, people are running for their lives. So yeah. Yeah. So, gonna... like, it doesn't matter. But yeah. I, it should be cool. I, I mean. Yeah. And that, that would be, I would like that if that was their story approach because then they're trying to at least explain that Superman, I, he finds out that he wasn't doing the right thing necessarily. By... Well, that's, everybody's got their their torches and pitchforks out right now for that trailer, and we don't even know what the movie's about right, right now. Yeah. Right, That's true. Well, it looks awesome. And how Tonality, it, it fits in with the Dark Knight stuff. Yeah. Um, I think Superman should be a little lighter in my eyes, because it's not a dark, brooding character. And in actually DK, uh, some of the pages in that book were Superman was brighter and Batman was more dark. Yeah, like coloring-wise. Yeah, so I don't know... I don't know if they're going to do a, a dichotomy of coloring or anything like that. It's just... That's just, uh, yeah. I don't know, because that's what... To make Superman Batman work, to me, you need to have that, that Superman's the more upbeat and brighter, and Batman's the more darker and yeah grittier character of the it, bunch. They've taken that last Boy Scout thing away from Superman and created him and made him darker, it seems. Yeah. And, I mean, if the movie was lighter in tone... I think it would have been a lot better um, because we would have, we could have. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say here? I don't remember. Anyway, I think it would have been more hope for Superman. Yeah, more, more hope. hopeful character. Yeah, but, That's what but that since, stands for though. Since Batman begins, though, every <laughs> Hollywood movie about superheroes has gone darker. Right. It's just they're, they're, they saw how, how they bring in how they bring in the other two characters should be interesting if they're going to continue with this. You know, that ought to be interesting, really. I wonder Wonder if they're going to come from the fallout from this big battle between the two of them. I think it's more likely, I don't know, I think we've talked about this before, actually. I think it's more likely the reason Wonder Woman and Aquaman show is because of the terraforming on Earth that the Kryptonians were doing. Because the terraforming in the city started, and it got stopped, which was shake up all of Atlantis, 
they wanted to shake up all of Themyscira, and since they're separate from the world, they wouldn't have any clue why. Like, yeah. everybody else sees it on the media or in the news or whatever, at least has a clue, even people in other countries, but the way they're, they live is so separate, they'd have no idea why it happened. And so, you can't imagine that uh, Jason Momoa is going to be very happy about Atlantis being messed Heck with. no, man. <laughs> it's, I think it's going to be like every other, any whatever you have, a crossover. Right. Or, and actually, this is exactly how when Jeff Johns restarted Justice League, this is what happened too. But it's going to be. back to Johns. It's going to be the typical get in a fight and then realize that you're actually doing the same thing, essentially, and then you team up. I think that's going to be what this movie is too. Probably. I, I mean, there's no way for them to end it with them on or being do, on do you think, bad terms, really. Or do you think they're going to side with Batman at first and see Superman as the villain in this movie? And then they do come to terms at the end, saying, yeah. hey, I'm not trying to do this. I'm just super strong. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I think, ultimately, this movie is just going to be a big setup for another one that'll have a big villain. A Justice League movie, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Hey. Which we all know is coming, but right, yeah, I'm yeah. sure that this, that's what this movie is going to be. But no, understandable. The other movie trailers... Which I haven't seen all of them yet, because I heard there was a Terminator one, a new Terminator there one. Is. That gives away a lot of the... Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, because I don't want to be giving away. You're better off. Yeah, you're better off. I want to see it on the screen. But, uh... I haven't even seen cool. the Star Wars ones. The Star Wars one was way cool. Fantastic. I was gonna I was gonna say Jurassic World first, but the Star Wars one was... You couldn't... That's one that you can watch safe. And yeah, yeah, yeah they don't give anything away. But it, it totally is like the magic of the old movies, watching it. Yeah. You get that... That same feeling I remember getting watching the old ones before the prequels came out. Well, that and Mad Max I haven't watched. Cause I want to Mad Max is awesome, too. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> the trailers give away too much these days. <laughs> Try not to watch too much. It's, it's like, like a mini-movie. I... Sorry, I, I like I like the anti-Semite <laughs> version of Mad Max. <laughs> it's hard to picture Mad Max being somebody else. Yeah. It's understandable. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hardy. It doesn't matter. He's awesome. I know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I see a short of a bigger bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I had to go there. <laughs> well, there you go. Another more movie news, I guess, is we got news that they are going to make an animated Spider Man movie. Really? Which, right. which I don't understand. Because it's going to be released in theaters. Which I think is awesome. I, I don't necessarily understand it either, but I'm so glad that they're going to have an animated superhero movie. Have they theaters. said any Again? specifics as which Spider-Man we're talking about? Uh-uh. All they said is it's being done by the people that did the Lego movie. Like, mm-hmm. that's the two dir- the directors, right? Yeah. Are directing it. So they Didn't might go the Miles Morales route with that one. Maybe. Which would be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be I good. That'd be a good story. Yeah. I, I, now that I mentioned animated superheroes in theaters, I think the last one was Mask of the Phantasm. Was I, like, can't, yeah, I can't think yeah, of an animated right. one since then. Superhero, yeah. Yeah. And you said that they said it's going to be CGI? Well, no. I'm just guessing it's oh, yeah. probably going to be partially CGI because they've gone away with the... I mean, if you go to, like, Green Lantern, the animated series... I think they could do it that way. Oh, yeah. Well, that's pretty much every animated thing recently has been mm-hmm. CGI for the most part. But I think it'd be so cool if it was an actual hand-drawn one. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe mixed like a... I mean, there's they do a really good job in TV shows today where you don't even notice it. Right. But they mix in the CGI to the animation to make it flow better and stuff. 
if even if they did something like that, that'd be really cool to me. But I'm okay with CGI too. I'm just excited right. that we're having that. That's something that's happening. Oh, I guess there was another one. Big Hero Six came out. That's probably why they're releasing Spider Man. Yeah, but that wasn't in the. Was that an established property in America? I think it was in Japan, right? No, it was, it was a book that was yeah, here, but the movie is way different than the book. Right. Yeah, the book's different than the movies or the movie series. Well, or the movie was. Was there a Baymax in Big Hero Six? You know, I I don't know. Because that that showed up in Spider Man, didn't it? Uh. Yeah. I think it was actually its own book. Yeah, I think it was it was its own book. It wasn't called but, Big Hero Six. Though. But was it from Marvel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was Marvel property. The, and I guess if we're just talking animated superheroes, we had The Incredibles, too. Which it yeah, wasn't based off of anything, okay. but it was a... And they're going to make a number two of that, too. There's been talking yeah. number two, yeah. Nice. Which I'm all for. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's a good movie. movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. That's, a, that's how a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Take that, Fox. That'd be so <laughs> awesome if they made... You know, yeah, that's if they were to do a Fantastic Four movie, that's how it should be done. Well... <laughs> if, ifs and buts were canning. But no, uh, I, <laughs> Lego Batman's going to be out in theaters, too. Yeah. Prior to oh, yeah. Superman, or Spider-Man. And, and prior, aren't they making, they're making a Lego universe. movie, too. Mm-hmm. And that on that Lego Batman will be prior to that, as well. So far, so they say, I mean, Marvel's already had complications with their, when they release their entire schedule of everything until... Well, you know, yeah. Which yeah. is kind of silly, but... Speaking of Spider-Man, I don't know if you heard, Robert Downey Jr. kind of gave away on Letterman's show last night that in the new Captain America movie, that they're going to start filming Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man is probably going to be in it. So. Cool. That's cool. That's what I mean, it isn't Spider- I mean, the story, not that they're going to base it exactly off the story, but well, isn't Spider-Man he was a, essential? He was so. a big catalyst. He was a pretty big part of it. But yeah, like you said, if they, if they follow the actual comic book route... Ultimately, the worst part of Civil War is also the Spider-Man part. Is that where they so, had the Iron Spider? Is that where the Iron Spider yeah, came from? Yeah, that's where the costume came from, which is not bad. The costume's fine. The costume was pretty cool. But when you get farther down to the end, like there's only three things that really came out of that. Iron Man realizes he's a jerk, which, okay. And then they fixed that. Cap had a... Right. <laughs> then, but yeah, they fixed it. And then the whole Spider-Man... Un- Am I going to ruin all Civil War for everyone? Here we go. So it's Captain America gets shot, and uh, Spider-Man reveals himself to the world. Yeah. Six months later, we have one more day. Uh, with he the takes off his it. mask. That's it. He doesn't reveal himself. Wow. <laughs> when, when I, when I like a trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the mask on. <laughs> reveal in a PG way. That's oh, right. Man. In, a, in a way that would out his secret identity. <laughs> Not himself being outed with... Uh, why is it always got to be that way? Always. <laughs> is there an alternate universe where that happened? Cause Probably. Where he rebuilt himself? Yeah. And it's just he's, in front of a podium. He still has a mask on. But... He's like, hey, everybody. I have no pants. He was the uh, Unstoppable Bagman or whatever his name was. Oh, yeah. Well, Something like that. Uh, un- God, what was that? I can't remember. Unstoppable Sackman. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, he, he had a paper bag, paper over, bag over his head with a Fantastic Four unitard on. Yeah. Unitard. Bombastic. Bombastic Batman, yes. I only remember it from the click. <laughs> right. I just kept trying to remember what it was. He's jumping over that... Whatever. <laughs> I guess in... There's in a more. tangent you don't see too often. No. <laughs> no. no. Except for here, and you get those a lot. Unfortunately, yes. Well, More fortunately, That's whatever. the good part. I'm okay. That's fun. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, they announced a Vampirilla alien crossover. Not movie-wise, like, but... Comic book-wise. Yeah. 
alien like aliens with the queen with the mouth and the alien inside of it. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. Karina Bechko. Yep. Going to be writing it. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> What? What are we waiting for? <laughs> we don't know who's drawn it, I guess. I didn't look that far into it. But... There's pictures, though. Is there? Yeah. I didn't even look. Yeah. I saw the headline and thought, that's probably not going to be something I buy. <laughs> I'm, I don't know anything about Vampirella. She's an alien from Draculon. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Vampire See, alien. I was kind of hoping they were going to not... It was, wasn't going to be sci-fi at all with her, so it would be something in more interesting. Right. Like it's be something more interesting. I don't know how that <laughs> What are you referring to? <laughs> Take two, Ross. <laughs> I thought it was going to be better. <laughs> I thought I thought Vampirilla was going to be a more like magic based mm. type fantasy. Oh, gotcha. And magic where, where Alien would have been the more yeah okay sci-fi, and you would have had a mix of them. No, but Vampirilla is in modern day like in America. Oh, see, I don't know anything about her, so... You're probably better off. I just got excited when I read Crossover, to be honest. (laughs) Well, what about the Archie Predator Crossover? Did you pick that up? Not yet, but I want to. Are you going to? Yeah. Okay. What about the Predator Scooby-Doo Crossover? That would be the coolest thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think think that's real. That would be awesome. Oh, it would be so cool. (laughs) Maybe Scooby is actually an alien. That's why he can communicate with Shaggy. No. Maybe Shaggy's just high. Actually. That would be closer. Yeah. That's actually that Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc. show. That's you find out, man. That is Scooby-Doo is an extra-dimensional Seriously? alien. Yeah. <laughs> Does he have acidic blood? <laughs> Maybe. That might no. be why he's. That, let's make this he, happen. He doesn't even know he's an alien, though. Yes. It's like a. He's an alien that licks himself. Hell yeah. yeah. Mm. And he can eat a sandwich that's seven foot tall. Rut <laughs> <laughs> row. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Ross, is there any more news? Uh, did anybody watch the Ant Man trailer? Yes. That was too small. It's awesome. <laughs> it looked pretty cool. It's good. Yeah. You have to have your phone flip the right way. Oh, my bad. <laughs> what about the Valiant thing? Down. Huh? Was that Valiant Deal 5? Five what? movies with Sony two Bloodshot, two Harbinger, and one final Harbinger War that brings them together. <clears throat> and the guys that are doing John Wick are going to do the Bloodshot movie. Which should be awesome. Right now. I mean, we've had so many walkouts. Right, right, yeah, that's true. I mean, we can't... And they say this stuff so early that... Yeah. God only knows it's, it's, yeah, it's really kind true. of yeah. odd that they kind of plan it out that far before they test the waters. Well, I, mean, I don't think... Like, well, you know, Marvel tried it with Iron Man. They didn't really announce... Well, <clears throat> I don't... I don't think the planning is odd. I think the fact that they need, think they need to tell everyone what they're planning that early on is kind of the odd part. That's what people need to get excited for, though. If they came out and said we're doing an Exo Man of War, nobody's right. going to care. That's a good no. point. But if they have a universe that they're going to establish with a Bloodshot Harbinger, Bloodshot Harbinger, Harbinger War, then people can get excited for that because that was a big crossover for Valiant. Did you read that? Yeah. I did. It was good. It was it really, was really good. good. I just don't like Harbinger. Mm. It kind of fell off for me. Right. Bloodshot became a little convoluted, but mm-hmm. if they stick to the first, I don't know, 15 issues, right. we may have something. But to go against the two two big Marvel DC, two big publishers, two right. big uh, uh, movie producers, yeah. and then bringing out this independent, well, not really independent, but an independent company that's got a back catalog of all these characters to bring forward, I think it's it's good, but I don't think it's going to succeed as much as the other. It probably won't be as big right. as the other I mean, ones, they were pretty big back when, was it? 
When were they big? Man, the 90s for a second. Yeah, when Image was doing just their thing. Image, and I mean, Valiant was a pretty Image. big deal mm-hmm. for a while. And then yeah, the first, the first crashed, Teenage Mutant was everything. But you got to think, money. if it's that big of a deal, why did it crash? It, everything crashed back then. Anything independent did, like Image no. did. And, yeah, know, but Image continued. Yeah. That was yeah, the independent yeah. publisher. I don't know really what the continued. whole story is about that. Even Dark Horse continued. Mm-hmm. I heard something about that, but I don't remember. It was, it was a weird, weird kind of deal. But right. they're doing know. they're doing really well now. Mm-hmm. They're putting out some really quality stuff. They have been well, since they restarted. Yeah, back when they first came back, I mean, we've, we've yeah. talked about this a lot on the show, actually. I mean, they're returned from the, from the dead as far as a company is concerned. Yeah, Valiant fell off because they had they did the same problems that Malibu had. Like Malibu was killed by Image, Image also kind of killed Valiant. No. Yeah. Malibu all, was all bought up by Marvel. No, man. Yes, the characters it was. after the fact were, but the company was already going out of business because everybody that worked at Malibu went to Image. No, whatever. It's true. So Image was crippled, uh, crippled Malibu. Magneto, Magneto, it's all the same. No, not Evo. Yes, that's true. That part's true. Manga. Yeah. Leto, Leto, it's all the same. It's all the same thing. I think that one is just That's me. a little different. No, Donkey Kong, Dark Knight. DK, DK. <laughs> well, that one is just me. <laughs> Either way, their return from the ashes has been pretty impressive, just in general. Oh, I agree like, with you. All the, all the pieces have come back are better than when they first started. And I hope this leads up. I think we got these movies set up, and I hope they're going to release Bloodshot and find out, hey, we may be able to have a franchise here. Or we can have a, a, an established universe, right. and then they can do Bloodshot, and then, oh, XO comes out. Or Ninjak. I think I think XO might be a little far down the road, because it's so similar to Iron Man. The story itself is not at all, but his look is. So I can see that being something they waited on. I think it's more but, similar to Nova, but I understand no, Ringo. Yeah. Well, the, both, it's similar to both of them, yeah, Energy Sword. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Energy Sword's awesome. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. And story-wise, it's not anything like it at all. Mm-mm. But as far as, like, general look, you run that commercial and most people are going to think it's an Iron Man movie. Well, fine. Let's jump on that, too. Right. They could They could ride the coattails of Iron Man. That's a good idea. So they turned Adam into you. Yeah. That's true, yeah. That's true. Adam does look like Iron Man. Yeah. Have the same powers. powers and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not... Take, take that arrow, I guess. That's, that's yeah. got... That, that's got a... There's... Something's got a... Go ter- change with that. I it's guess they didn't to. want the cowl over the face because it looked too much like a... Uh, Captain America. Huh. You know what I mean? I just don't understand it, but the Flash has it. Yeah. I don't get it at all. I really like, I think that he plays a good Ray Palmer, but I don't don't think that Adam works at all for that. No. Has he even shrunk yet? No. No. Exactly Iron Man. He flies around in a robot suit. Does he have repulsor rays? Basically. Lightning, but yeah. Really? Huh. I may have to watch it. I doubt it. How do you know this? You don't watch Arrow. He showed up in The Flash. Did he? Yeah. When? <laughs> the All-Star like team up. episodes ago. Yeah, I guess i got to watch it. Yeah, yeah Flash stuff, man. Stuff. Oh, yeah. damn <laughs> All right, news-wise, that, do we got do you anything else over there? No, but I have an injunction. I listened to the last okay. episode, which I was not a part of. And you guys were dogging me for making Ross watch reanimated <laughs> while Not he dogging. was eating. It was Teaching a dog. Him. It was a dog. <laughs> All right. Let me just say, I didn't think it was that squeamish, but I know Ross has a, a sensitive stomach. We just recently heard a story about him throwing up. Enjoy. Well, that was that was waking up. <laughs> Usually waking up doesn't make you throw up, Generally. unless you're pregnant. Ross? Well. well. Okay. Speaking of aliens, anyway, you guys are assholes <laughs> because I wasn't here to defend myself. Oh, come on, man. And, Ross, was that not a good movie? That was a good movie. Okay, would you watch it again? 
Yes. Probably now not. That I, now that I expect it, I'd okay. watch it again. And I don't remember us <laughs> ever eating at that point. <laughs> I, I think I might have been still. God damn it. Was on, <laughs> and I know you got a sensitive stomach, and blood and guts is usually not your thing. I didn't think that was too bloody. Maybe with all the dead naked people, it may have been a little, <laughs> a little more than we needed. So I apologize. Maybe the head in the pan that was talking. <laughs> I don't think it was. Anyway, it was, it was for bloody for its time. It was ahead of its time. It was no a pun re- intended. Ahead <laughs> <laughs> of its time. But um, yeah, but you guys was, need to lay off me when I'm not here. Otherwise, <laughs> I will raise hell. Oh. Well, Curtis, we're sorry. It's okay. Because, but Rob. You see squeezy he got whenever I had him watch, uh, what was it? Puppet Master with the throwing up the. Do you have thing? that? Yeah, man. I need to watch it. It's Me amazing. Too. I don't. <laughs> was yeah. it that bad? I don't. So, I don't remember it. Uh, 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 Puppet Master Reanimator. Which one's worst to watch? Well, I just said I don't remember Puppet Master very Why? well. Why? Did you fall asleep? Yeah. So, I so think Reanimator probably, probably be the better movie. Okay, so Reanimator is a better movie. Yep. Okay. Eat it. I never <laughs> said it wasn't. What about Reanimator Two? All of them are great. No idea. All of them are great. Okay, the brighter Reanimator. Heck yeah. Stupid as hell, but great. Uh, Return of the Reanimator, stupid as hell, but great. Also, what were you saying Rob what? How many are oh, there? Oh, Rob even <clears throat> threw out a little and uh, watch Invincible. Thank you, Rob, for not dogging me. <laughs> These other guys can just G. I didn't dog you. You were thinking about it. Maybe. He could tell. It was more like a fun, heartfelt story. Like if I told the story just now about Ross Thomas about him puking, like it's fun, heartfelt. It's not like a jab. It's well, he's a, here. <laughs> you you want to go in the other room, Ross? I go in the other room. I can talk about out. you puking in your pants. Puking in your pants? Hands. Oh, my bad. Hands. If you puked in your pants, that'd probably. be an awesome story. I've probably done that at some point, too. Jeez. There's no toilet around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Injunction noted. <laughs> Tie up your pant legs. Thanks for, uh, squish, yeah, squish, 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 <laughs> oh, squish. Oh, my gosh. That's why you put tape around the knees. Hey, well, I was thinking about the ankles, but. Same thing. Yeah. And make sure they don't leak. Perfect. What are we doing with that piece of paper? Um, so there's been a couple, uh, it's a little Denver Comic Con, there's been some new names added to their list of guests. Is this a drop the mic moment? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there's a couple that you'll like, my friend. I doubt it. Uh, Jim Butcher. Supposed to be there. Yeah, so Dresden? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see, we got, uh, Benu Bennett from uh, The Arrow. That should be pretty good. Deathstroke. He's, uh, yeah, he plays Deathstroke in the show. Menu, Menu Bennett? Isn't that how you say it? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Menu Genovese. Menu Bennett? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Menu! That's what they yell at the games when he's playing basketball. Genobly? Yeah. Or Gynobilia. Gynobilia. I'm going to go see the Gynobilia. Like a circus act? Pretty much. Uh, Mitch uh, Pelegi. Mitch Pelegi, X-Files. Right, that uh, makes Dave happy. What was he, the cigarette guy? He was, he, he was no, he was the, why can't I remember his name now? The leader, their head. The, oh, uh, the bald guy. Also in the movie Shocker. Skinner. Skinner, Skinner. yeah, yes, there thank you, you. He's the principal. Principal Skinner. <laughs> That's from the, sorry, oh, sorry. Uh, different Skinner. <laughs> different Skinner. Uh, then we have... Uh, his name's not Richard Skinner. Sean Crystal is the uh, artist from uh, Arkham Manor. Yeah, I guess that guy's badass. Awesome, yeah. He's got his own podcast, too. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know it's that. called Ink Drop. That's cool. He had Matteo, Matteo Scalera, uh, Sean Murphy. Oh, man. He works in the same, um, what are they called when you 
get a group Office? of guys. Collective? No. Well, That's the studio. Studio. The, uh, studio. studio. Studio, there you go. Okay. <laughs> studio. He's in the same studio. <laughs> well, he did the guys. art for that uh, Phantom X mini, yep. too. Um, Justin Hauser. He's a poser. He's an inker, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he's been working on, like, uh, Miles Morales and a bunch of yeah. other Marvel titles for the last couple of years. He's pretty damn good. He is, yeah. And then they uh, announced uh, Karen Gillan from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Who. Doctor what? Doctor Who. She was also in Oculus. She was in Oculus. She's a good actress. She's awesome. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Those are just more, more recent people added to the whole Denver Con list. She's from so. Ireland. She's fantastic. Love me some potatoes. That's, yeah, that's true. Lucky Charms. I'm They're always after lucky me, charms. Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> always. So is Seamus. He's a wrestler. He is a wrestler. I saw him in a hotel once. Like, walked past him. It was weird. I saw, what's his name? Zack Ryder. Long yeah, Island that's right. That, yeah. At San Diego. Right. He was walking around with his little contingent of people, and I'm like, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> and he looks back and just keeps walking. <laughs> At the same time, they had... Uh, the Fallen Angel. Something Daniels. God dang it. Tony? Anyway. No, not Tony Daniels. Hmm. He's a wrestler. Shane. Oh. Shane Douglas. No, that's Shane Douglas. Anyway, speaking of Vikings, there's a movie called Northmen that's going to be coming out. It's a small pu- publishing company that does it. Or not publishing, but... Production company. Production company. Mm-hmm. And the lead singer of Amon Amarth is going to be in it. Huh. Oh, that's crazy. Because he's a big Viking guy. Amon Amarth a Viking band. They yeah. okay. Vikings and stuff. Oh, cool. And he's huh. going to be in it. That's Not cool. that anybody out there cares. I care. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> See? At least I got somebody back. I mean, yeah, the guy who pukes on his face. Yeah. <laughs> Why does those come back to that? Always. Yeah. Why does the puke come back to your face? Because you put your hand in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm puking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's enough of that. Oh, God. Next time, remember, you know, oh, they, 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 <laughs> so. Jeez. Yeah, the new Kung Fury, well, it's not new, the Kung Fury trailer. Sweet. Um, up on the internet, and they put out the uh, David Hasselhoff song for Kung Fury. Weird. Did he make a song for it? Oh, yeah. What about uh, uh, Wolf Cop? Wolf Cop is on DVD now. Is it? Yeah. It's on Netflix, too. Do we have it? Uh, no, but we can fix that. I don't know if that's I, I want to. Yeah. I, I, I want to, Mike. I, I know it's wrong, but I want to. Let's yeah. over that. What? Move on to some books. What else do I need to defend myself about? Is there something else? No, I think that was the only thing. No, it guys. wasn't really an attack. It was more of a, me. I thought it was hilarious. I made Ross watch way worse things than that. <laughs> way worse things. He wasn't eating at the time, evidently. You know, I don't remember if he was or not. I also don't usually pay attention. <laughs> so, alright, that's enough of that nonsense. Okay, so this time I was actually wrong with us. Just to let you know, there will be spoilers. Oh my god. Wait. Check. No, just kidding. Yeah. Oh, damn, Ross. So, uh, first issue, Convergence, uh, Swamp Thing number one? Yeah. This is part of the Convergence, uh, I don't know, random world smashing that's going on. Uh, book-wise, gosh, who's that? Who wrote this? Lynn Oh, yeah, Lynn Wine and, uh, Kelly Jones did the yeah. art. So, uh... Kelly is a great artist. This book doesn't portray that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the art's not... We're talking about he's getting, he's getting older. Right. Uh, I mean, that's what it is. It, it's very much... The way it starts out is very much classic Swamp Thing origin story. That is. So, like, New 52 origin is slightly different. This one's more the classic, like, Alan Moore series connection style 
Origin. Uh, we beat through Origin pretty quick. Uh, we get to the point where Alec Hollis is now Swamp Thing and Holland. Alec Holland is now Swamp Thing, and uh, of course we see the whole body burning thing, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, he gets his heart broken by the wife dying, and then his heart broken by the girlfriend finding a guy she likes. Mm -hmm. So pretty much he just loses that all the time. Um, we fast forward past that pretty quick. Uh, then we get into him being drawn to Gotham City. Would you read any other Convergence books? It seems to be a lot of that stuff is straight on around Gotham or Metropolis. Um, anyway, in the process uh, of him getting ready to leave, him and the, uh, well, would-be girlfriend, Abby. Abby, now that she's married, um, go and they dealt with his, well, Alex's body and farewell-type farewell burial thing for it. Yeah, they find his bones. Right. Um, from there, he tells her, well, I have to go to Gotham because I'm being drawn there. She's like, well, I'll go with you. Things aren't so great at home anyway. Yeah, he's got answers or something he's looking for. And she's yeah. like, well, why don't you go to Metropolis? Right. He's like, I'm being drawn to Gotham. He, and he assumes that the green is taking him there, which I thought was interesting that they bring the green into it. Because mm -hmm. it's almost like they added pieces of the green to the original story. Oh, yeah. So I think that's this adaption is to do that, maybe. Anyway, ultimately, it leads him to Gotham. And once we get to Gotham, uh, we have the encapsulating of the city happen, which is... A big part um, of Convergence. Big question. Yes. They mentioned a red sky. Why is the sky red? Do we know? It has to do with the terraforming, I think. They, they, the other books have talked about it, too. But why it's happening, there's not an explanation that I've come across yet. There seems to be a lot of that. This is happening yeah. from Telus, right? Mm -hmm. Telus, the uh, avatar of Brainiac. Okay. So as far as reasoning, I assume in the regular Convergence series, eventually we'll find that out. Um, but yeah, there hasn't been a real answer that I'm aware of yet as to why. I honestly don't think you're going to get answers from most you don't? of it. Mm -hmm. yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see. see. Um, after, the, after the whole encasing happens, Swamp Thing feels himself separated from the green. Now, ultimately, we know that's because the, that city's been taken from Earth, uh, from that universe, and is now not connected anymore. kind of sounds like Secret War. Uh, it's like in, the exact same thing, except different. In my convergence ones I've read, mm -hmm. Supposedly, when they when they get put under the dome or whatever, it takes away their powers. Depending on the book, some people keep the keep power in the city. Other people lose power in the city. Some people keep their powers. Other oh, people lose their powers. All of them I've read, they lost them. It depends city. on what book it is. Have you read the Aquaman one? No. I think it's funny because he kept his powers in the in the Aquaman. When he oh, yeah. his power. He derives his power from the water, though, doesn't he? Aquaman. Yeah. But, but well, in the Aquaman issue, there's not a body of water for him to use, so he like uses a tank, like the the local aquarium is like, where he lives. Yeah, like the like the bucket for the hero clicks <laughs> <laughs> to create water. Oh my gosh! You know what's funny is uh, when they did the Teen Titans Year One book, they based it off of classic Aquaman and Aqualad, where they had to be in water every hour or something. And they do that in the book, where he has a bucket of water, and he, like, puts it over his head. Aqualad does. That is ridiculous. I'm glad it's not like Namor, where if he doesn't have water, he goes ballistic. Namor? It takes longer Namor. for that to happen. Namor. He's got to be out of it for a long time. Well, Namor yeah. forgets who he is and becomes a bum. That's what happens. <laughs> no, man, man, he goes crazy. Well, that happens first. Red eyes and everything. Oh, yeah. That's well, he's first. kind of an asshole. So that, that's just the next step? It's the no, that's so what you're saying is when people, that way. when people are like that, you just need to get them some water. It's like the Snickers commercials. <laughs> kind of. He's acting like a diva. Get him some water. So yeah. you're saying he's Betty White? I don't. Yes. Yeah, that's not. I don't think that's something different. 
Anyway, Abby's, anyway, Abby's um, like, so are you going to ask a flower how to find Batman? Right. <laughs> She's, <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty funny, actually. Um, anyway, so they, once again, they get into the city, he feels this disconnection from the green. Um, once they realize they're trapped, Alex decides to just live in Gotham Park, and Abby decides she needs to go get a job to do something because they're trapped there. She's got to figure out something for her to do in order to sort of have a sustainable life for yeah, the moment. Yeah, to survive, because she says, I need a roof over my head. Right. So she goes off and gives herself a job at a, at a, at a uh, garden, working for like a, I don't know, I guess it's a florist. Mm-hmm. Which is good because she can take some fertilizer home and plant grow, which is what pretty much keeps Swamp Thing from just deteriorating yeah, nothing, I guess. because the biomass, he, he can't he regenerate keeps, because yeah, he's not working from the soil or since something. Since he's not connected to the green anymore, he can't just use the plants to do whatever. He has to be connected to the actual the actual entity, I guess, the green, in order for it to work. So the dome has cut, cuts that off? Yeah, the dome yeah. has cut that off. So however, whatever they're chopped in, I assume that... From what we've heard in Convergence 1 and 2, once you're inside the dome, Talos is basically providing you with everything. Uh, air, water, food, whatever it is, is being provided by Brainiac or yeah, Talos. because he mentions you're, you're breathing Right, me. you're breathing me. So I, I assume that he can't produce whatever the green, the entity of the green itself, I guess, must be what the problem is. So yeah, it doesn't work so good for Swamp Thing. And he's slowly deteriorating in the... In the, in the, in the, in the uh, in the Gotham Forest? Wait, where is he at? Gotham, He's in a forest. Gotham Park, I think is yeah. what it is. Anyway, um, at one point, we while we're going through the book, we want to find out that most everything has stayed the same in Gotham. You've got Poison Ivy running th- through the park, being chased by Batgirl, and there's a pretty good line in there where Batgirl is yelling at Poison Ivy, trying to get her to stop, and while Ivy is taunting her, uh, Batgirl says, We've trimmed your bush before, Remember? And she's like, oh, that was more Batman, though. So apparently this world, the Batman is not in Gotham. At least well, it from sounds the way like it sounds. Batgirl has a deep enough voice where it doesn't matter. Well, it's only because of the way I do it. <laughs> and when she says, oh! <laughs> yeah, it's just because of the way I do it. She's got a deep voice in my head. Anyway, um, so Alec takes out, uh, or Swamp Thing takes out Poison Ivy, and there's a moment there where Batgirl talks to him for three seconds, and then they move forward with the rest of the story. Um, ultimately, we find out that uh, the dome starts to come down, which is also happening in a bunch of these books. And from there, we basically get a herd of like vampire-looking mutants that basically come after Swamp Thing, and then we get a wrap. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Issue two is supposed to deal with, I guess, the herd of things. So there wasn't really an avatar picked in this book, which most of the other books have to do with an avatar for the world being picked to fight the other avatars, and that didn't really happen in this one. So that makes me. Confused. A little different. So, yeah, it was a little odd. I guess we'll, we'll see what issue two holds. Because it seems like Swamp Thing's battling just a horde of, like, mutants, pretty much. Like, yeah. right out of I Am Legend with Will Smith. Is what it, no, it's like. exactly, yeah. Yeah, because they're, they look like real bats coming in. Yeah. And then they morph into these giant human-sized... Right. With talons and claws. And, so I don't know if it's supposed to be a man-bat thing or what it's supposed to be. But like other books have had the whole process of, oh, this is going to be our avatar and just sort of happens. I don't know if it's supposed to be Yeah, and you get the whole exposition from Telos telling Swamp Thing what's going on. Yeah, which that, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like you're saying the other books have, every every city has their champions. Right. Every every reality is supposed to have their champion. Because the whole, if you didn't listen to the last episode, the whole bag is... Convergence is smashing all these realities together, and each reality is supposed to battle it out to decide which reality gets to live. Is basically what's going on. So, and you get that spelled out 
in Swamp Thing. Yeah. When it, all the other books have it as well. Right. Which I think is okay because I don't read any of the other books. Right, okay. So it's probably good that I know that. That's true. But it just seems out of place. It's at, a little At the weird. time that it was put in there. Just weird. like the, the Batgirl Ivy thing, it just seemed out of place. Like they were just trying to show the setting of where they still were and things were okay right, right now. It was a little weird. It was a little weird. Um, overall, like score-wise for book, you know, I, the art's okay and is indicative of a classic Swamp Thing. It's not what I like for Swamp Thing now, because New Fifty Two doesn't feel what I like. Score-wise, I mean, I give it, I, I could give it like a one and a half. The story's not horrible, but there's a lot of dialogue, and it really is like a retelling of the origin story. So that's about all I can really give about for four it. Four pages of it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. The first half of the book is. And it's weird seeing Abby with him again. It, a little bizarre, and with all the, with everything that's happened in the last forty issues of, of New Fifty Two, is weird. So, well, in the beginning of the book, I, I didn't bother to look on the inside page. It it tells you which era the Swamp Thing is right. from, and which era is this? Does it say he's from? Like um, like Zero Hour or? Good question. Or does it even say? I don't think this one actually says that. So it's a little different than all the other ones. Give me one second. Talking about this page, Mike. Yeah. But it tells you who they are. Pre-Crisis, Earth One, Gotham City, Burst, all those, yeah. No, this isn't, this, this has nothing to do with that. Fight for your city, that's, that's not the same Oh, thing. it's not. No. Twizzlers. It's exactly the same pictures in that one. So it didn't really give a, the, the way it's written, the way he looks, the way he's drawn even, is that same classic film thing, so. Yeah, because... It was Bernie Wrightson and Lynn Wine that created them, and that kind of lends toward the Bernie Wrightson. It does, very yeah. heavily. Go ahead with all the other things. Well, no, that's it. That's, that's what I got, man. Uh, score and a half, or one and a half. I, I don't think it's bad, but at the same time, it's not what I like for Swamp Thing. And I've never really been a Swamp Thing heavy fan. Like, I read some random Alan Moore stuff. It was all right. Like, it never was something that held me, really. New 52, totally different bag. So yeah, with Rot World and all that. Yeah, so I have a totally different opinion of Swamp Thing at this point than what this book would have presented from the day. So that's just me. Other people might take it differently. Uh, Mr. David, did you read this book? I did not. You did not. Right. Yeah, but you have any opinion? Uh, Adrian Barbeau in the '80s movie was hot. He's right about that. Adrian oh, Barbeau was hot. Movie though. How about Terrible. a TV show? How'd you feel with the TV yeah, show? I never watched the TV show. No, yeah. the same actor playing the guy. Ironically enough, I've seen that movie. I have too, but it's terrible. But I miss a lot <laughs> of movies too. It's not as terrible as Man Thing was from Sci-Fi, but it's terrible. <laughs> That's very <laughs> true. Man Thing was bad. Mr. Mike, you want to score this book? Well, I uh, didn't get all the way through it, but it was pretty, uh, pretty wordy. Um, and like I say, the the uh, origin story took a bit, a bit long. But yeah, I, I'm gonna have to agree with you. The art didn't really catch me either. Uh, you know, about well, the same one and a half. I mean, it wasn't really, it didn't really draw me in. Well, only like like Curtis said, I mean, it's it's indicative of the old style art and the Bray Wrightson stuff. So if you like Wrightson, then it, it's something that's going to fit you. But it's it's that story, and it's really, really that style story. Not, not a hybrid of anything, It's that's what it is. Yeah, it's like they pulled it right out of the 70s. Yeah, very much. Uh, Curtis score? I'm going to, uh, I like Swamp Thing. Right. I remember House of Secrets 92, I believe it was, when they first came out. Right. That kind of reminds me of it. I'll give it a two. Okay. I like Len Wine. This is very old school feel to it. Right. He even, he describes what's happening in the panels. Yeah. 
which is very old school. I feel yeah. that instead of nowadays, you get the panel happens and you see what happens. Right. But he'll describe it. Um, I still, it's it's a good read. Um, if I don't know how it's going to fit with convergence, but it's a standalone too in and of itself because right. Telus actually explains what's going on. It just seems out of place. So I'll give it a two. Okay. Mitch Ross, I'll give it a two as well. I like that it has the original. It's the original guy that wrote it, right? Yeah, the yeah. creator. Yeah, and that's that's really cool. I think, yeah. Rating convergence as a whole right now, like maybe a one, oh, maybe man. a sub zero. Yeah, <laughs> he's from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, finish him. Yeah, just no explanation. The idea was initially really cool, and they're really throwing it in the ground. I think. Yeah, they're, they're not, especially with the art. I can't, you know. I think they went out and found a bunch of newer artists. It's fine, mm-hmm. but for a project like this. That they really could have could have been something special. So far, what I've seen hasn't been very special at all. And to me too, if the stories were just you guys want stories from your classic characters that you like again, well, that's cool. We'll give you more stories for them. That would have been cool. But having to try to tie it all into the to the convergence in is is not working for me. Have you guys heard any feedback about convergence as a whole no. from anybody mm-hmm. else? I haven't, not as a Because if, if, it's, if it's like this, other places, that must make Marvel feel better about what they're going to be doing. I would assume so, but I, I don't, I haven't heard anything, nobody's really said anything about it one way or the other. Like the Secret Wars stuff? Well, Secret Wars hasn't even started yet either. I know, but Marvel's but... like, well, I think ours is a little better product, and I think people are going to like it better. Mm. So I think that might be a win for Marvel if that does happen. Right. Well, the way it's shaping up so far, I mean, the main book itself is pretty well drawn and pretty good. It's been interesting, but yeah, it's definitely wild and crazy, and you're better off if you're reading Earth 2 or Future's End, because if you're not reading those two things, you kind of come from a cold place with oh, it. Oh, definitely. And that, was, and that was actually just the first one. I've heard that the, subsque- the subsequent ones... Sub- yeah. Subsequent ones? Yeah. Okay. They're uh, not from the same thing at all. They're totally different. Than- how, does, how does this rate to other Convergence titles that you've read? Compared to the other ones... Um, I mean, just saying, like, all of us would pick our own books that we would like to get out of Convergence and let the others go by the wayside. I'd say you can't. You have to get everything? I don't think you have to get everything, but I think you have to at least be getting the main Convergence book to understand what happens in the... Okay. The only way the only way I, like, figured out what was going on was to look it up online, of what so, was going on. And... So if you got the Convergence main title, and then you picked one or two books to get, do you think you would get a whole story? I think it would make a little more sense, but I don't think it would make complete sense still. I think the Convergence main book is confusing too, so. But I know from reading the first Convergence book that they're all in little bubbles in this. Hmm. And I wouldn't have known that otherwise. So it is like Battleworld. Pretty much, yeah. It's like the same idea Marvel's doing. Hmm. They're both doing the same thing, just different titles. So uh, let's move on to. What's the next book supposed to be? Hulk? Hulk! All right. Hold on. Let me prepare. <laughs> All right. Hulk, written by... Hold on. These are funny names. The Gregarious Gary Dugan. <laughs> drawn by the meticulous Mark Bagley. <laughs> with inks by Divine Drew Hennessy. Hilarious. And colors by Just Amazing Jason Keith. That's a good name. Totes. So... <laughs> this is Hulk 15, and on the cover it has Bruce and 
Mr. Dr. Green? Yes. Against Red Hulk and uh, Thunderbolt Ross. And this is issue number 15. And there's a little setup page that gives the whole... So I haven't read Hulk in a long time. So I don't know where you guys stand with the Hulk. I don't know if you guys read it at all. But uh, evidently the Hulk has an extremist enhanced... So an extremist, extremist enhanced Hulk called Dot Green has rid the world of the gamma-enriched beings on the planet except the one he considers most dangerous, Red Hulk. And he called a few favors to stack the deck. So he learned how to uh, fight from Iron Fist so he can channel his chi. And uh, he's enlisted the help of Deadpool, I guess? Yeah, the previous issue, Deadpool uh, cameos to help him set up the Hulk, Red Hulk. But evidently, prior to this issue, the Red Hulk and the Hulk have been fighting for a while now. I don't know if he's rid all the planet of these gamma-enriched people, because we still have a She-Hulk and a Red She-Hulk, I assume. At this point, I'm not totally sure of where we're supposed to be in the timeline with that. But uh, as it begins, we have a banner. It's kind of a memory of how he's screwed everything up in his life. Uh, and he's evidently falling from this fight that he's had with the Red Hulk. And he wakes up mid-fall, and he says, i got to get my stuff together, and he crashes into the ground, into a forest. And the Red Hulk is evidently following him. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So a big battle ensues, and the Hulk tells him, you know what, this is going to happen. I'm doing this for you. And the Hulk evidently has a big goatee and a mohawk now awesome. as Dr. Green, which I am totally in. Go ahead. Yeah, really awesome. Yeah. Which the Hulk hasn't looked that cool in a long time. That alone makes me cool. want to read more of this book. Right. <laughs> but uh, there's a little inset panel of uh, the Mole Man filling the effects of the fight taking place up top. And he says, we're under attack. So the, that, that kind of shows the immensity of this fight. And S.H.I.E.L.D.'s located him, and they're locked onto their gamma signatures, and they're going to go find him. And the fight ensues, and it ensues, and it ensues. And they fight, and they fight, and uh, eventually the Hulk says, I'm the strongest of them all, and he breaks the Red Hulk's arm. And then he punches him and knocks out all his teeth. And then he does the old Bane Batman thing and lifts him over his head, and Ross and I thought that, yeah, he's going to break his back now, yeah. which he doesn't. He just subdues him, and he's got a little hovering droid around, and he's got the, um, uh, what's it called when you fix something? Vaccine. The vaccine for, uh, I guess, the gamma irradiation in people, and he stabs uh, Red Hulk in the back, and he says, don't worry about the broken arm, this will fix you. Just at that time, some military police show up, and they take Ross back because he has uh, violated Article 85 of the United Code of Military Justice. And Ross is like, well, don't tell me that, because he's reverted back to his Ross form. <clears throat> so we see the Hulk drawing... I'm in, by the way. <laughs> we see the Hulk drawing something in the, in the dirt just below him, just as, he, as the MPs take off, and he reverts back to human form. And I didn't know this, but evidently the Hulk and Banner, or Banner doesn't remember what the Hulk did, and Banner's standing there in himself like, why am I here? And he looks down on the dirt, and it says, we need to talk. And that's where the Hulk had written that. So we flash forward to about a week later, and the Hulk is now in uh, Brooklyn. 
and he's on his way to meet the Avengers because they're in the Avengers mansion. Excuse me. And uh, they're like, that's close enough, Hulk. And he says, what's wrong? I don't want to fight. And we see the, all the Avengers there. We got Captain America, Iron Man, She-Hulk, and we got um, Thor, uh, Vision, and what's her name? Sue Storm. Sue Storm. And she says, not a step closer. You just inhaled a microscopic field, and I'm going to expand it if you do. And he says, I don't want to fight. I've got a problem. And he's there to talk. Bum, bum, bum. To the next issue. So, yeah. I, I, like I said, I haven't read Hulk in a while. But seeing him the way he is now, I don't know how he got there. I enjoyed it. It was, it was a very... It felt like Peter David wrote it. Oh, yeah, I can see that. And I really enjoyed that run of, of the Hulk. This makes me want to read more, just like Ross was saying. And this is chapter 11 in this, so we're getting in on the penultimate issue, because right. 12 should end it. I had no idea he had Extremis in him, and you said it was a 3.0? Yeah, Extremis 3.0 was put into him by Tony Stark during the around the time when they were battling with Axis. And uh, it, since then, of course, Tony is broken and everybody else has been affected differently by the Axis hate bomb. Whether you're good or bad determines how it, it wound up affecting you. So what exactly does it do to the Hulk? Um, well, the 3.0, it basically just improved him in the Hulk form. So he's more cognitive, smarter, has his own goals. And it's not like a mixture of Banner Hulk. It's like a totally different personality. Right. Like, Dr. Green is completely separate. Where before we had Rage Hulk, or we had sort of Smart Hulk when it was the two of them together. The scientist and the Pantheon? Right. Yeah. And now it's like Mr. Green is completely separate from both versions of the Hulk. So he's his own personality. Yes, very much point. so. And Banner has no idea what he's doing. No. But Banner's in his head? Yes. Okay. It's like he has Banner trapped, and at one point earlier on in the series, he winds up threatening Banner that if he tries to take back over, he'll go kill everybody Banner cares about. Holy crap. Yeah, he's pretty crazy. So is is Banner in his head and the other iteration of the Hulk and him? We haven't seen the other iteration so much. It's it's almost like that one's been superseded. I, I'm pretty sure that all three of them are still there. Right. But we haven't really seen the other one for a while. Okay. But yeah, it's been, it's been fairly interesting, but that, that all that stuff really happened... Just prior to Axis fight with Tony and them, mm -hmm. is when Tony injected him. Right. And then since then, of course, Iron Man's sort of broken and his personality is doing things that are messed up. So he could probably help fix the Hulk, depending on what the problem is or what's causing it. But now that he's Tony Stark, he doesn't care about anything again. Yeah, it's different. Okay. So I mean, superior, uh, superior Iron Man is definitely being driven differently than what Tony normally is like. Right. Okay. But yeah, that's that's where he was Tony injecting it in, into the Hulk. Well, and and there's another reason why I like it because I enjoy the Maestro tremendously. Oh right, the okay. Perfect storyline, yeah. even though it had its problems, I enjoy that with the Hulk. Right. And this uh, this kind of reminds me of the Maestro, and I wonder if that's kind of the direction it's going. You know, the, the way he his th the way he works thought process wise yeah. it reminds me of that actually. Yeah, and I enjoyed that a lot, and that was Peter David too. Anywho, uh, score. Coming into it cold, not knowing what was going on, it's a good issue, actually, to jump on, I think. Uh, I'll probably give it a, a 3.25. <laughs> All right. Very, very good. These scores are out of? One out of five. Five. Yeah, or 3.25 tacos. 
We, we used to be taco based. Chicken burritos. At this point, we're out of tacos. So. Chimichungas. Yeah. Or just a Mexican platter, I guess. So. Yeah, I like nachos. <laughs> so do I. Mr. Ross, <laughs> what kind of nachos do you want? Well, I don't like cheese, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I do like jalapenos. They're kind of right, nachos, but... just jalapenos. It, it, no, what, do where that. does that fall on the chart? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'd give it a three and a half out of five. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't necessarily think it was a good starting point. Like, I think if you had no idea about anything at all, you wouldn't have. But the, there's a recap page that you oh. kind of have an idea of. Maybe what. I didn't read that. I just said it, though. Oh, well, yeah, I know. Anyway. Remember what he said about paying attention? <laughs> and go. Damn it, Ross. Anyway, I did like it, though, a lot. Your name was in it a lot. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm. That's part of why I liked it so much. Familiarity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Out of control. The the mohawk and beard was really really cool. Like seriously, that was awesome, and to see him like that. Yeah, it's a totally different personality from all the stuff we've seen before. So, you know, initially I thought that was weird because when he transformed prior, he just had the black hair, right? And now as Banner, he's got a full head of hair, and then it goes into a mohawk. It is odd, but it's just like the Red Hulk, where he doesn't have a mustache. Right, and Thunderbolt Ross does. If he had the mustache, he looked like a Magnum PI Hulk. Yeah. Which would be kind of awesome. Yeah. Imagine putting a Hawaiian shirt on there. Kind of Ferrari. That'd be awesome. Green Ferrari. <laughs> be pretty awesome. You know, that flying car that Coulson had? They have that cartoon. I, I can almost guarantee that he is more in a Hawaiian shirt at really? some point in that cartoon. Man. Not entirely sure, but pretty sure I've seen that. That's off the chain, as the kids would say. Do they still say that? Oh. Mm. No, they, they say that's totes death. That's <laughs> totally... All right, yeah, I you know I give it a three also, like book wise. The, the series is, it hasn't been bad. It's been interesting, but it's definitely a different take on everything else. Uh, as far as Hulk's concerned, it, the Banner Hulk stuff, a lot of it they've done recently has been really awesome. Like the stuff where they separated the two of them was pretty cool because we had Banner crazy. That was crazy. Uh, <clears throat> the Sylvester run. It was the, the uh, indestructible Hulk with the gamma mm-hmm. people or where he was building animals on the island, all crazy style. Yeah. Yeah. And now, since then, we moved forward a couple of different steps, and this has pieces indicative of that a little bit, but the story doesn't really connect at all. But overall, I don't know, it's, it's been interesting so far. But this whole Axis thing is definitely a weird place to be at if you're trying to start books. You know, it's, it's weird, because we never see any change, like in that Sylvester run, they separated right. the Hulk and Banner. Yes. We really never see any change in Banner. I think this one, we have a little change in Banner. Well, when they did the whole Sylvester thing, man, he was crazy, like, yeah. I don't know, Dr. Moreau crazy. Well, that was the Hulk. Mm. No, that was Banner. Was You're Banner. right. You're right. Banner, the Hulk was all peace-loving, like, Indian hippie in the middle of the earth kind of thing. And then it and, blew off his hair. Well, eventually, yes. Yeah. All right. But, yeah, Banner was, like, I don't know, Dr. Moreau crazy. Yeah, I remember now. That's crazy. It's pretty crazy. That's totes deaf. <laughs> That's what I'm told. Dang it, is going to be saying that all the time. No, That's it. perf. Oh, my God. Mr. Dave, you got a score for this book? Uh, yeah, yeah, I liked it. 3.5, you know, same around. Uh, it's uh, good art, a good story. You know, I like the new look on the Hulk. New for me because I haven't read it in a while. Right. Uh, great panels. The fight panels are great and powerful. You know, coming off the page. Yeah. Liked it. It was, it was definitely an action-oriented issue. And uh, Bagley does that 
very well. That's true, yeah. Very well. And Gary Dugan, dude can write. That's true. Mr. Mike? Well, just like everybody else, I haven't read the Hulk in quite a while. The, right. new, the new look is awesome. Mm. And just jumping into this issue, it was pretty cool. And I'm not a Red Hulk fan, and what not by any stretch of the imagination. Um, right. But this issue was pretty cool. Um, I'll give it a three. All right. All right. Let's uh, move on to Convergence Just League America number one. Sweet. I like I said earlier, the Convergence as a whole I kind of have an issue with. Um, but what I do like is getting to see like classic characters that you haven't seen in a while and teams that you haven't seen in a while. And what's really cool about Convergence Justice League of America is it's the Justice League Detroit theme, which was, I want to say it was right before International. I think it was right after. Was it? Okay. I thought it was, okay. But anyway. It, the, went, it went International, then it went to Europe. If I remember correctly, it did, but Detroit was actually before. Detroit wasn't part of the international thing at all. Well, that's right. It was. It was parallel it's, with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. But uh, the I Justice League right. Detroit team is Aquaman, and the Martian Manhunter, and Zatanna, and Plastic Man, and then the three new characters they added back then were Steel, who's not John Henry Steel. He's like a cyborg. Mm-hmm. Type character, so yeah. different than that. Still, yes. yeah. John Henry Irons. Yeah, yeah. And uh, shoot, I forgot the other girl's name. The is it the Gypsy? Is that? Her oh name? yeah, okay. No, yeah. it's just Gypsy. Gypsy. It's Gypsy. Yeah. And Vibe right. was the last character. Vibe. Yeah, Vibe. Vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this story starts off with <laughs> the elongated man and his wife, which Sue. Yeah. Which, Sue and Ralph? You haven't seen her in quite a while either. No, she's been dead. Yep. Um, she got the hell murdered out of her, actually. But yeah. The hell murdered out of her? Yeah. Holy crap. It was pretty bad. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it bad. was pretty bad. Um, and from there you find out that it's been a year and they haven't had their powers for a year. It's, it's kind of funny because it opens with him kissing her. And he's like, it's been forever since we've been able to do this. And she's like, we can kiss all the time. And he's like, no, since I've been able to kiss you while I'm in the kitchen. And you see she's like in the complete other room. He's stretching that far. Um, from there you go to Elongated Man teaming up with kind of the three... Oh, and Vixen. Vixen was part of this, too. I forgot to mention her. That's where she came oh, from initially, right. okay, too. Okay, yeah. Um, Does she have her leopard print? Yep. Sweet. Yep. Uh, she has the crazy hair, too. Like Wolverine-style hair. Oh, man. Yeah, it was hard hard back in the day. But uh, Elongated Man is teaming up with them because apparently they've heard some voice that says they're going to have to fight some other something. They, I don't think they say what at all. And so he, they decide that since they have their powers back, they probably should start training to be, able to be fight. prepared. Yeah. yeah. And then you, they go to Aquaman and Martian Manhunter. And eventually Zatanna, who are all kind of on the lookout for uh, intruders into their bubble, I guess. Uh, and to be to be really honest, it's really vague. They don't really tell you anything. It's not really clear how the bubbles or the, the people get converted to being with each other. The same problem with Justice League, which is Justice League. Like, all of a sudden, Emperor Aquaman's there. And mm. how they got there, meh, who knows? Magic. Meh. 
<laughs> that's the answer I give to a lot of things. Uh, While they're kind of meeting to figure out where this is going to come from, an explosion happens in the building that the other four are training at. Um, and when they get to the building, they find a little box with a button on it. And I can't really tell, but do they think they push the button on the box and then they get sucked into it? Or does it just, like, paralyze them? I think it, think it just paralyzes them. And a secret six comes out. Of the box. And it's not a secret six I've ever seen no. before. And they say their names, and their names are similar. They even say that in the book. They're like, oh, we recognize some of these names, but these aren't anyone we've ever seen before. Right. That guy looks like Moon Knight. And guy, I thought he was the <laughs> Ragman, actually, at the start, too. That could happen, too. But I think it said he is... Shoot, I don't remember now. Uh, there's someone named the Manhunter in it, and there's someone named Plastic Man. And they call the girl a Joker without a joke. She kind of looks like Harley Quinn to me, like an alternate Harley Harley Quinn. She looks a lot like the original Joker's daughter. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. And it looks like it just caused a lot of destruction, pretty much. So they just come out and blow stuff up. But, like, I don't really see them fighting anyone. And maybe I can't tell. Maybe they are fighting, but... And in the midst of all the chaos, you're being told this from Sue Dibney's point of view, which they also aren't super clear about that either. Uh, She is very worried that something happened to Elongated Man, as well as the other team members, because no one's found them yet, and all of a sudden they all show up, and that's it. Um... That's it. They all reappear. Yeah. They show up and that's it. Yeah. Not too crazy of an ending or anything. But anyway, <laughs> score of the book. I really liked seeing the team together. And I think the characters were actually written really well. And they got along really well. The art's actually surprisingly good in this. Most of the Convergence books have been pretty awful in the art department. Um, the artist is Chris Cross, right? Yeah. Um... I would probably give it a 2 out of 5. I was really happy to see Justice League Detroit again, but that was pretty much my only... Which normally that would be a deterrent for everyone else. Yeah. Especially if you read it when it first started or happened. Yep. <laughs> this is not Justice League Extreme. Oh, man, no. that'd be even more awesome. That's yeah. the one with Wonder Twins in it. Yeah. Well, we have a crossover Justice League Detroit with Robocop, huh? That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would make That's sense because they're in the same place. That's that would right. be terrible. <laughs> not, not the flying Robocop from number three. I don't know. No Frank Miller. Okay. Murphy. Murphy. <laughs> I think that's true. Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> Bueller. Same thing. <laughs> All right. Um, Score-wise, you know, I give it a two and a half also. The art's pretty good. I'm interested to see where the rest of the story goes. I like seeing the Joker's daughter-looking girl and their, their Suicide Squad or their Secret Six. Secret Six. I, it was interesting seeing them, but yeah, like you said, there's no comparison to where they're from, so I'm not so sure about that. So, I, I don't know, I guess we'll see. Um, you know, on second thought, I think it's more possible instead of just being frozen that maybe they are sucked into the box. I, you know, I, I guess I'm going to have to go back through and read You really again. can't tell. Cause I, don't, I don't remember which one of those things Because they press happened. the button and then you just see a bunch of explosions, pretty much. Well, yeah, and when they, I think that's how they want to be in the same universe. So Basically, whenever you come up across a box with a button, don't push it. Right, that's true. <laughs> just, Dave, do you have a score for this book? Uh, I, I did not read it. I was napping. Easy button. <laughs> It felt like you were napping reading it. Staples is the easy one. Uh, Mr. Mike? Well, 
like Ross said, it was definitely a step up in the art department. Um, the story wasn't bad. Mm, just uh, confusing. Compared to the other, some of the other Convergence titles that have checked out, um, I'll, I'll give it a two and a half. Collision? Collision titles? I'll show, you, I'll show you a collision. I bet you will. Mr. Credits? With your face. Uh, no, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> um, I don't know, it just seems out of place. I mean, a lot of these tor- stories seem out of place, but this would just... I like Fabian's writing, usually, but... God dang it. Well, it was kind of good seeing the elongated man and the Sue Dibney. I mean, well, if anybody who's read um, Identity Crisis, yeah. that kind of, that, that's the first thing you notice. It kind of strikes a chord. Yeah, because that S is effed up. Yeah. <laughs> so, But it was good seeing them again. A really cool thing about Detroit that you don't really get from this book as much is that Aquaman was the leader of Detroit. Like, he wasn't just part of it. He was who formed that iteration well, of it. It, it just stuff. didn't seem like they were prevalent as No, much yeah, as and I be. totally agree. But you can't get it from that book, but that was why I was so excited to see Justice League Detroit come back. Right. Curtis, did you have a score in there somewhere? What did Mike say? <laughs> said two and a half. Oh. Two? I said two. I'm okay. probably give it a two. Well, that's pretty high from your uh, <laughs> criticism. Yeah, uh, two plates of casserole. I don't. That's not. It wasn't. Okay, we're breaking our Mexican food. <laughs> no, it's going to be uh, taco casserole. Oh, okay. oh my gosh. It's uh, no, I just it just didn't do it. Okay. That's one of those books I thought was. It looks amazing. Right. It just didn't fit in my brain. So two. Okay. All right then. Okay, so from uh, the Justice League America, we'll move on to Luther Strode. The Legacy of Luther Strode. Legacy of Luther Strode. Written by Justin Jordan, drawn by Trad Moore, colored by Felipe Sobrero. And I I think Felipe is actually the one that was writing, no, yes, was writing the new Ghost Rider. You know, I don't know that. I think that's, yeah. It's possible, but I wouldn't know that from memory. I do. Okay. And it's what happened. I'm not disagreeing with you, sir. So, uh, Legacy of Luther Strode is like Justin Jordan's break, not the Legacy, but Luther Strode character was Justin Jordan's break in the comics. And for those who don't know, Luther Strode was a wimpy young kid, 17-year-old, who answered one of those old um, ads in the back of a comic for like the Tony Atlas, was it? Yeah. Like, like, are you getting sand kicked in your face? Yeah. Is this muscle head taking your lady? Well, try this, and you'll bulk up. He is strong, man. Yeah, and evidently when he ordered this, something happened to him, and he turned into this giant hulking person. And uh, there's a lot of blood in these books and a lot of gore. And That I, makes him awesome. I scared Mike away. <laughs> <laughs> but we open this with uh, Samson right. from history. No. Mythology. Um, mythology. This is the third in- iteration of the series. Uh, it's the third chapter. Movie Volume one. three. Volume three. Yeah. So we open up with Samson, and, and the color palette that we open up to is very singular. Right. So Samson's red as long as, as well as everything around him, and Samson's sitting on like a rock throne, and you see his long, long ass hair, and he's got like this jawbone that he's using as a weapon. And they have this army of, like, I think 300, and the sea of army coming after him. Right. And uh, they go to charge, and he unloads on them. And 
he takes out this whole army with this jawbone. And he starts, I mean, you see him cutting up faces, cutting up torsos, cutting up everything with his jawbone. They're all wearing cupcakes on the head, by the way. Exactly. The cupcake head army. Yes. And, uh, the worst army. Samson, I mean, literally, the battlefield is bodies. That's it. There's right. no ground. And Samson stands by himself. And uh, Samson goes back to his tent, washes up, and he sees his lady in there, Delilah. And uh, she's Maybe. like, I, I only have eyes for you. And we do see Samson dong, so don't, yeah, don't run away. FYI, <laughs> that was kind of a warning, I guess. Mature audiences only. Yeah. yeah. Well, we see Samson dong and Delilah boob, so something's going to happen there, you know what I mean? We've been talking <laughs> about convergence, this is going to be collision. <laughs> Sorry, okay. the third C word doesn't have enough. So we see uh, Samson finally tied up to some large pillar posts, and he says, "Delilah, please." And she's standing in the audience, and uh, of this lynch mob, I would say. And uh, he's had his head shorn of his hair. And now we cut to modern times. Where in the last series, uh, there had been a big fight that ensued, and the police were able to take Luther into custody and Luther's girlfriend into custody. And she's dry, she's riding in this back of this patrol car, and Luther's in a SWAT van. And they're behind, the, the patrol car's, car is following the SWAT van. And she goes into telling him, you guys are in trouble. Uh, I'm not going to do anything because I'm cuffed and stuffed, as you can see. And we cut to see uh, Luther, who's covered in blood, and he's got chains around him, and he's got uh, cuffs on him behind his back. And we see a couple of guys worried in SWAT gear, and they're worried because Samson's or Luther's not talking. And uh, they go through this whole uh, conversation between the two of them, and they're worried. And they say he's not talking. And uh, Luther, I keep wanting to call him Samson now, but Luther said, I'm listening for the bridge. And they're approaching this bridge, and all of a sudden, I don't know what happens. It looks like a big collision. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what was going on either. It, it almost looks like there was a fast person running, you know, those fast trails. But I think right. that was just a van going through, and there's a big crash on the on the uh, bridge. And uh, his girlfriend in the back of the cab is excited, and she's clapping. And the patrol car stops, and we see, like, the door from the back of the van just slice the patrol car in half. And... Van's now on its side, and Luther steps out, and he's got another door on his arm, like a Captain America shield. So these officers start firing at him, and he runs, and he picks up one of the SWAT helmets. <clears throat> and as he approaches the vehicle, they're shooting at him. He takes the SWAT helmet and throws it at the guy and knocks him out. And then he punches the other officer with his finger and knocks him out. And uh, he's still under fire for some, and he gets his girlfriend... And he says, do you trust me? And she says, please. And they jump off the bridge together, and they go into the water that's under there because they were on a water bridge. Anyway, that was five years ago. <laughs> water bridge? <laughs> There's water yeah. underneath the bridge? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now we're in modern times, and they're in, like, a forest. And she's doing some uh, some gun... What's Practicing. It? Practice. Target practice. And uh, <laughs> so they've been there for a while. Right. And they've been hiding out. And he, he evidently he runs like t 10 miles away to get the morning paper and then comes back and steals it from his neighbors. And uh, the Daily News says blood on the dance floor. 
and he says it's them. And she says, do we really have to do this? He says, yes. So we cut down to, now we're in the city portion. And we're at, like, Marty's Eatery or something. And we see uh, two people, a guy and a girl, sitting at the table eating a steak. And for those who don't know, these two are from the last series as well. And they're super-powered like Luther is. Yeah, they're big like Luther, too. So they're eating a steak across from a guy who it looks like they just disemboweled and killed everybody in this little food market. And Luther walks in, and uh, they say, and they're like, "Have you come to stop me?" And he says, "No, I came to talk to you because I know what it's like." And they go through this whole, like, "Okay, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to attack you. You're going to counterattack, and blah blah blah." So Luther sits down at the table right in front of him, and eventually he tells him, "Yeah, I have, I know, some, I know how to stop you. I believe." So he sits down at the table, and then he moves his chair to the right or the left, just uh, probably five inches. And we see the dude get his head shot through, and it's pretty gruesome. Uh, And we look through the back of the the skull at the window that's been shattered. So he was shot by a sniper bullet, and he just moved over far enough so she could get a shot at him because the sniper is his girlfriend. So the lady goes on the fight, and she jumps out the window, and she's going to go after Luther's girlfriend. And Luther kind of grabs her by the back of the hair and throws her back on the ground. And girlfriend gets down, and there's a motorcycle waiting for her. And Luther and this lady just continue to fight. And uh, girlfriend jumps down, gets on the motorcycle, starts to take off, and the lady tries to go after her again. And Luther kind of bear hugs her just to keep her around. And then Luther gets grabbed in the crotch. Not the Samson, but the crotch. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> go, go on. He keeps telling her to leave, leave. And she's on her motorbike, and uh, this lady starts jumping, because they're in, I think it's San Francisco. I'm pretty sure, the way they hill doing, doing some super parkour. Yeah, that's very super parkour. And uh, Luther's girlfriend is driving down this big, windy road, while the other lady's jumping building top to building top to get after her. And she's close to uh, Luther's girlfriend, and Luther is kind of parkouring, super parkouring as well. Totes. <laughs> and uh, we see that the lady, uh, Luther's girlfriend, is shooting at this lady, and we see kind of the bullets whizzing by her. And the lady misses jumping on Luther's girlfriend and gets right in front of a Fred X truck. And we see shockwaves in the ground, and girlfriend just keeps driving off. And uh, um, other girl jumps kind of like jumps straight in the air and the van just goes under her and she lands on top of the van and Luther has to super parkour a little more and he lands on this car and he runs and he starts and he keeps jumping after her it's like a Hulk jump and she's on top of the van and uh, Luther's girlfriend is in front of it and he's he almost gets to the van and he just falls just short and lands on the ground and causing another shock wave and it pushes the truck that much closer to uh, her, his girlfriend, and just at that time, a, a, a souped-up sports car drives by, and Luther reaches out and grabs the fender well, and you see the metal bend under his fingers, and he grabs onto the side of it, and he tells the driver to go faster, and the driver's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty terrifying. It's a crazy chase sequence. Yeah, and Luther gets on top of the car while she's on the van, uh, she actually kind of does a parkour move and kicks into the driver's seat and just obliterates this guy's head. 
and the van gets knocked over and she jumps out and Luther jumps off the car and there's a meet in the air between the two punching each other. Fairly dynamic. So Luther just kind of tosses her over his shoulder and uh, they kind of face off to one another like a, a standoff. And they and Luther's talking and saying, uh, or the lady's like, we were never going to be bonded. So I don't know what that entails between the two. Uh, hopefully we'll find out more. Luther tells her, I don't want to kill you. And then the girlfriend comes driving a motorcycle up and says, I do. And the motorcycle gets plowed into this lady as Luther grabs his girlfriend off the back of the motorcycle. So, uh... Him and his girlfriend are, are sitting there, and then this lady throws, like, the motorcycle tire at him. And they go on the fight again, and, he bust, and they bust through this big cement wall into a big uh, big rig. And uh, they, they're running after the big rig, and they jump on it. And uh, Luther kind of throws the driver out to safety and throws the lady into the cab of the truck as it's driving off a cliff. And... Uh, we assume that she's going to die because she says another life brother. I don't know how matched these guys are. I don't know if they're a part of collective or their blood or whatever. But the truck falls onto the ground, and we assume the lady dies. And uh, Luther and his girlfriend are hugging at the top of the cliff, and a lady pulls up in a white limousine, I think it says. It is. And then said, now let's see if you can do better. So I don't know really where all this is coming from. There's really not a lot of backstory between what happened then and now. Right. There's a very big gap between the, the two series, it seems like. It's a big gap, but it picks up right where it left off. Yeah. But there's that five years in between where the first, he like, got four freed. Pages, and then there's the second, yeah, second half of the book. But the art in it is just amazing. Right. I don't know how he does it. Um, Trad Moore is just, yeah, he's one of my favorites right now. Justin Jordan writes to my sensibilities because he does spread and, and dark gods and he did the new lanterns. Oh right, right, okay. Um, yeah, I like him a lot. I like this book a lot. I like the series a lot. This one has a lot of questions to it. Um, it's not as good as a lot of number ones that we've seen, but there's a lot of action and it's very oh, yeah. dynamic. Action sequence wise, yeah, it's packed full of stuff, man. And it's it, it's to. I think it's written to trad sensibilities because he draws that stuff just amazingly. Um, I'll probably give it a four. I enjoy it tremendously. It's it's, I think forty pages. Maybe. Oh yeah, it's a big book. Forty pages for three ninety nine. You can't go wrong there, and pick up the other stuff if you can. It's all in trade. It's so it's really good. So I'll give it a four. Mr. Ross, I'd give it a three and a half. I thought it was really good too. Um, I was confused, but it sounds like that's actually part of the story mm -hmm. that you might find out later. Uh, but the action definitely made up for it. I don't typically do well with gore and violence, but I honestly didn't even notice it very much in this because it goes by so quick. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, three and a half. It's like reading an action movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Matteo Scalera can do that, too. And he's the one that did, what was that book? Where they had that uh, car dead, chase sequence. Dead Body Road. Dead Body Road. That mm -hmm. was Justin Jordan, too. Yeah. So. Oh, was it? Yeah. No, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Dead Body Road was really good, too. But yeah, chase sequences, it's hard to make those impressive in comic books. So if you've got an artist that can do it, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah Justin um, Jordan even did a good job with Deathstroke. 
Yeah. Yeah. Prior to getting canceled. Yeah. That wasn't his fault. No. no. They gave it to him because they knew it was getting canceled. Right. Bunch of bastards. Uh, score wise, you know, I I give it a, a three and a half. Also, like I I like the series a lot. Like it's it's been fun. The first two volumes are both good. Uh, as far as setups concerned, it, coming from like not having ever seen him before, Tradmore like showing up in the first volume of Luther, amazing. And the dude's only gotten better. So. I'm pretty impressed with it. Um, if you've checked any of the Ghost Rider stuff, you did the first five of the new all new Ghost Rider, and those are great too. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, book wise, thoroughly entertaining. A lot of fight, a lot of fight sequences. If you like action stuff, it's definitely action packed. Mister Dave, I'm, I'm gonna bring it down a little bit. You know, I, I give it a two. Uh, yeah, the the action sequences were good. It's like if you could put Fast and Furious into a comic book. The action sequences are good. Uh, not being familiar with it, a little confusing, a little convoluted at points, you know, couldn't tell what was going on. And the, the girlfriend, little tank girl wannabe, her dialogue was just cheesy and <laughs> yeah. didn't really go for that. But. And that's that's how it was throughout the whole series. Is that? Okay. Yeah. That's kind of how she always is. The second volume. So it'd probably be good to be a little more familiar with the, the prequels. Yeah. Right. So. During the second volume, she basically winds up helping the mob find him so she can find him. Mm. Ah. Which doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh. To us. Well, to her. Every, to her time, every time I look at her, though, I, I was like, man, I need to read some more Tank Girl. No, not this <laughs> right? new stuff. They've got a new volume getting ready to come, a new batch getting ready to start, with much better art. With Tank Girl? Oh yes. That last series was terrible. terrible. yeah. Agreed. So hopefully the new one is better. Lori Petty would shake her head. <laughs> she would. She would. Mr. Mike? I'll give it a one. I'm kidding. I'm not going to argue with it. No. No, I've, I've liked the previous stuff. I don't think I finished the last one. But uh, it is a little confusing. And then the, the gap mm-hmm. in, in time, but I'm sure it'll get filled in that or they'll just forget it. Mm-hmm. But I'll give it a three and a half. It'd be cool to read all of them in succession. I'm, be, thinking, I'm thinking that that Samson part had to have been there for some reason. Yeah, Other I'm sure they'll address it. it yeah, it seems like it's nowhere. Well, it, it seems like, okay, we got Samson, who's the mightiest of all. Right. Then we got a girl who defeats him. I wonder if that's going to happen to Luther, coming in, that his lady's going to lead him to that. A little, a little foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah that's kind of what I'm thinking, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think it'd be really cool to read them all together when it's all done. Yeah. So. Yeah. Forbidden love. <laughs> yeah, three and a half, though. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, so let's move on to Black Widow. Number uh, 14 of no, 17. How about Black Widow? Black Widow of 17? That one too. Sure, let's see why not. I mean, you know. <laughs> that's all for you, buddy. All for you. I know. I know. You'll get your comeuppance. That's, that's what the kids say now. That's that. It's very true. I don't know. They sound delicious, though. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right. So, Black Widow. Um, artist Phil Noto, who's fantastic. I agree. Um Edmondson's the one writing it, and I'm I'm not super familiar. I don't think, and if I have read a lot of stuff by him, I don't remember it being him. So, uh, um, God, I think he's writing Ghosted. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll be damned because I am reading Ghosted. I like that a lot. And uh, Punisher, I believe. No, I'm not reading Punisher. I could be wrong. Either way, um, it's it's one Marvel book, so it does have a good sum up page at the very beginning. There's a paragraph that sums up what's going on. Um, we're dealing with, of course, Miss Robinoff and. If you're familiar with the Avengers at all, you should be familiar with her past. 
Um, in no, this series, we're dealing with Joshua Williamson. My bad. Joshua Williamson. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's different writer. He's written some stuff. Sorry. That's all right. No worries. Um, anyway, she's currently in the middle of dealing with a group called Chaos, and uh, at this point, I'm a little far. I'm a little behind on what's going on with the rest of the book. So this is me jumping ahead a little bit with this one. Uh, as far as setup is concerned, we, we we first meet her. We are seeing what is a flash of a possible future. And we've got her selling on a sailboat, like a little catamaran, with Matt Murdock. And for those of you who are not familiar, Matt Murdock is the daredevil. And the two of them are basically sailing off into the sunset. And it's all very picturesque and um, talking about, oh, how great their relationship is. And talking about how, oh, he, he doesn't need to see... She makes a mention about, if, if you could only see me my smile, you'd know how happy I was. And he's like, no, oh, don't worry, I can hear your heartbeat. And like stuff like that. So it's very... Uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of like touching type relationship stuff that we've never. I, I'm not aware of a scene before between the two of them, but uh, they're both trying to decide what to do now, what to do next. And after she's done whatever she had to do for chaos, now they can finally be happy and she finally can have whatever she wanted to live and grow old with someone. And uh, in the process of that, we wind up getting a flash, and one of her one of her eyes has this little flash in it. And she pushes, a, we see her in, in full-on black, black Widow costume, shove this prophet away from her. And it's the guy we saw in the previous issue who is like the avatar for this chaos group. And he can basically cause you to see visions and mind control. And he professes himself to be like a prophet. And he's in the middle of the desert with her. And he's like, I'm going to show you the city. This is what you were working for. Chaos isn't bad. It's just being called that by people who can't understand us. Once you're part of the program... You'll understand it. And so he shows her this great, awesome city that has all these cool buildings. And it's like in the middle of this completely empty desert. And he talks about how in the future, the, pe the people from the future he serves know what will survive and what won't survive. And he wants her to be part of what will survive because she's needed to, to take care of problems that they can't take care of themselves. So basically he's saying we need you to be an assassin to kill things. Is what he's basically saying to he's her. He's trying to recruit her. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole point is to recruit her to be part of their group. And uh, in the process, he winds up taking her around a couple different places in the globe, and he's trying to convince them, hey, we're trying to help people like these. He takes them to a small village uh, in Japan, and he starts talking about the fishermen and starts talking about prophecy from the Bible and stuff about Jesus and the days when he, the, fish, the fishermen were not catching fish, and then he told them to catch the other side, and all of a sudden they were full of fish. And he's talking about how this is what their people, or the people from the future, are going to bring, and they're going to be great. And Natasha, it, it seems like she's... As she's talking to him, it's hard to say if she's just goading him or if she's just trying to figure out what exactly he's looking for or if she's actually buying into it, which I'm sure it's, that's written that way on purpose, and so we're not sure what she's doing. Anyway, she winds up getting him to spill some more beans about things, and then we get a flash over to the uh, helicarrier, and there's a point where he tells her no one's looking for her, that she doesn't matter to anybody, that she can matter to them, though, so you should become part of our group. And then, of course, we cut away from there to see... Bucky, Winter Soldier, and Maria Hill, both desperately trying to find her. And the two of them are talking to each other via sat phone or whatever. And uh, Maria's surprised that they haven't found her yet because she never gets in over her head. And Bucky says the same thing. And the issue before this, before she disappeared, the Winter Soldier was there trying to save her, and then the Prophet guy vanished the both of them away, which apparently his ability is to teleport and give precog things from the future, I guess. Him I don't totally understand. Um, anyway, so we flash back from there to, uh, to Black Widow and him, and she's finally decided she's had enough of his crap. 
And so she looks at him and she's like, well, who, what makes you be the one that can judge things? Who lets you be the one that decides who lives and who dies? And she basically just retaliates against him. At one point, she pulls out a knife from behind herself and he cuts his face. And the cut heals super quick in like the next panel almost. But when she cut him, it's like she caught him off guard finally. Every other time she tried to touch him, they teleport. So it's like she doesn't have any, she can't get close enough to get a hold of him. And after the whole stabbing and cutting, um, he decides, well, I guess I was wrong to try to recruit you. I guess the, the future people were right. So he basically just starts teleporting all over the place while she's trying to whoop him. He's just teleporting her to a bunch of different regions trying to lose her. And at one point he teleports the both of them into the sky. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to have to leave you here. And he goes to disappear again. And of course she shoots out one of her, her tethers from her gauntlet. And winds up teleporting with him again. This time he teleports to the Arctic. And we wind up seeing... He's had this group of protectors. They're like... They seem to be invisible. And I... I assume they're men, but it's hard to say, really. Cause we, we've only seen one face that I remember, and we see one at the end of this book, too. So it seems like they're men wearing cloaking outfits or uniforms, maybe? Anyway, he teleports her there without meaning to teleport her there, and she, uh, of course, realizes that she's surrounded, takes off her belt, and uses an explosive to blow everybody up. And from there, he's like, huh, I was good to try to recruit you. And he basically teleports away, and then we flash back to Bucky and... Maria, like, man, if she's okay, we'll find her. We've got so many people searching for her. If she's out there, we'll find her. And it kind of wraps with her uh, floating in the ocean, in the Arctic. It doesn't look so good for her, because the explosion threw her pretty far. And there's a couple bodies around her, which I'm hoping that the next issue, she comes to and we see something about these bodies. Because up to this point, I don't think we've really seen what they look like underneath. There's a lot of them, apparently. But how they connect everything else, it's hard to say. Well, there's one floating in the water. Yeah, there's one dead behind her. So I'm is assuming it that's going to... It looks like it is. The, the small piece of face we see looks like a man's face. We don't really see the body because it's under the water. But when the uh, prophet leaves her, he basically leaves her in the state of drowning or freezing to death. And uh, from there, we cut over to Bucky and Maria at the very end. And Maria says, well, if she is in over her head, we're in a lot of trouble. And Bucky's like, yeah, if we don't have her, we're pretty much lost. And that's pretty much where the book ends. So it's it's pretty uh, it's it's fairly action packed and, and quickly paced. But as far as like setups concerned, again, I'm a few books behind, so I don't totally understand where it's coming from. Um, I understand the group she's been trying to take down this whole time is the Chaos Group, and they're finally just decided that rather than let her be a thorn in their side, they're going to recruit her instead. Um, art's great. Filnota's awesome. You can't beat him. He's amazing. Um, Score-wise, I give it a three. Like it was entertaining. It's espionage stuff, and I, I dig on espionage stuff. So, it just kind of fits my bag. Not in time travel, apparently. No time travel in the book, but like reality jumping or not place jumping, kind of like Jumper. But yeah, anyway. So yeah, I give it a three. Um, Mr. Dave, did you get a chance to read this book? Uh, no, I was I was too busy googling Scarlett Johansson. That's understandable. <laughs> yeah. It's understandable. Yes. You look at Black Widow when you're stuck on that page for a while. That's true. <clears throat> Mr. Dave, thanks, sir. You're welcome. Mike? <laughs> well, it was a bit confusing. I haven't haven't read any of the Black Widow stuff in a while, but uh, the art is amazing. And just, you know, Noto's, Noto is... Oh, yeah, he's fantastic. He's a monster. Um, so based on that alone, it's a three. All right. Miss Curtis? I like Noto's work to a point. Um, like Mike, or you, I haven't read 
well, like Mike, I haven't read Black Widow at all. Um, uh, opposed or just like the Hulk. I haven't read that in a while. But coming into the Hulk, reading that issue, I was fine. This one just confused the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I enjoy Phil Noto to a point. This is a little more dirty of Phil Noto, but it's still good. Um, I'll probably give it a 2.5. Mm-hmm. Ms. Ross? Mm, I agree completely with what Mike said, actually. That's exactly what I would say about it. Art was awesome. Story is confusing. Now, it is it is getting towards a wrap-up point. Same as with everything else that's happening in Marvel. Like, we're all two to th- one to two books away from the end for the whole Secret Wars. Like, everything's at a head. So, yeah, it's it would not be a good place to start. Same as the Hulk. I mean, it wouldn't be a good place to start. But the Hulk was good. No, I'm not. Start, you can start at the Hulk there. But you only I got think. one issue left. Yeah, right. issues, you know. That's the thing. All right. Um, let's see. Well, uh, let's do some books to watch. Mr. Curtis? I don't have any. That's not true. It's true. It's not true. It's true. Let me move to Mike first, do you think? Uh, no. Mike? Books to watch? Black Science, Deadly Class, um, Ninjax, shaping up to be pretty cool. Um, man, I can't say Convergence, really. <laughs> the upcoming Aquaman, might, you know, we'll see. What about the Shazam? You looking forward to that one? Yeah, yeah, that'll, well, who knows? It depends on the art. The art's going to be good for That's that going to be crucial, that That's book. That's uh, Doc. Cameron. Cameron. Oh, yeah, Doc Shanner. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, I... Man, I can't think. Never stopped you before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we'll Shots call it fired. good with that. <laughs> yeah, all right. Is Ross? Uh, like we mentioned earlier, I haven't got to read it, the Archie versus Predator yet. But <laughs> I kind of want to read that one. It looks really cool. Oh, yeah. Archie books at Black, Black Hood. I would highly recommend that. Yeah, that's a cool one. Uh, and then the big... Uh, Capcom Sega crossover comic that's coming out looks really really cool. Since it started, the one that started as Sonic and Mega Man and has since evolved into Sega and Capcom. Right, right. Team up books. Yeah. Crossovers. Two big words for us. Yep. Apparently, all I have to do is see him to be excited about something. So. <laughs> if you put crossover or team up, Ross is ooh. Yeah, I may check that out. I, I could care less about what you're crossing over for the most part, <laughs> usually, but... <laughs> Jeez. Uh, all right. Um, let's see, well, I would give you a Robin, Son of Batman, because the more I see little pieces for it, the better it looks. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, look, why some of the Secret War stuff seems pretty cool. I'm really actually into the idea of Weird World, which it seems kind of... I mean, it's really off the path, really, but... It does look cool. It looks really cool. And then we've got Where Monsters Lie, which is reminiscent of, like, Half Past Danger. So I'm pretty into that. I don't know, Dinosaurs and Soldiers. I don't know. I, I like that stuff, too. It's always time travel of weird nonsense. Um, so I give you both those at this this point. Um, excited for the next issue, Shudder. Shudder's been fantastic. Um, I really like... Uh, I can't remember the name of it now. It's IDW. Oh, Hexed. God. I don't know how I didn't remember that. I really like Hexed a lot. I realize it doesn't have a huge following, but 
I like I like it. So what about revival? And then revival's great. It's this is great. So as far as books that are good, there you go. If you haven't got a chance to check out Hex, the first trade's coming out. I want to say this month. Um, but it's good. I mean, it's yeah, it's magic and witches and whatnot. But it's it's been fairly it's been pretty entertaining actually. Um, anyway, yeah, that's all I got right now. That and Chrononauts. Finish Chrononauts because it's freaking awesome. I lo- I love it, man. I know eh, time travel. Ah, uh, Mr. Dave. Well, if you're a fan of Kurt Russell and who isn't, uh, we've got Escape from New York and Big Trouble in Little China, prequel com or sequel comics to the movies of the same name. Pick up right where the the movies left off. Check them out. Mm-hmm. And check out the Star Wars variant covers. Damn, that's fantastic <laughs> art. <laughs> I agree with you. It's just sure. why do they have to have so many? There's a lot of them. There is a lot. Which one are you referring to? Which issue? Star Wars. The latest one. Check out the Princess Leia number two variant Hoth cover. Hoth. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. I'm going to check it out right now. Princess Leia is Hoth? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's not Hoth. 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 Princess Leia. Princess Leia, or just Leia number two in the new Star Wars run. It's the variant cover. Uh, it's it's an awesome cover. It's a 1 in 25. Of course. Curtis, you got anything over there for us? Black Dark Circle Comics has the shield coming out. Pretty interesting that. It looks oh, fantastic. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, God, I had another one. Space Riders. Oh, right, right. Black okay. Mask. The first issue was fantastic. So good. Um, like pulled right out of the seventies. God, what else? Nothing. <laughs> I did. I did want to mention that Wilfredo Torres, the guy who did uh, uh, the Shadow Year One, right? The art in that, and he's doing Jupiter's whatever it's called now. Jupiter's Circle. Jupiter's Circle. His wife passed away. Oh no. Yeah, and if you can or help with anything. Just look on social media for Wilfredo Torres. His Twitter handle is a mighty fine line. And uh, see if you can help anything financially with that. That's pretty crushing blow for him. So. Understandable. Yeah. So support that stuff, too. If there's a Wilfredo book out there, go buy it. He's a good dude. That's it. All right. Anything else, Ross? You look like a sleepy man over there, Ross. It hit him like 30 minutes ago. You did? No, it did. Oh. <laughs> sleep, sleep Monster was pummeling you for a while. Right. Yeah. And Sandman came up and threw shit and dump in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Uh, it's quicker, quicker for you than it is for the book coming out. Fang rings, do your thing. No? Hey! Uh, do some tiki? Nope. Come on. Nope. Come on. I'm not doing it. No, that's... Tiki! 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 Mm-mm. Mike, Mm-mm. come on. Maybe for episode 100? <laughs> Why, Possibly. For him to do it for a Scooby snack. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do for a Scooby snack? Not to key. Why not? Because oh, I just did it. When? There, there it is for you right there. I just did it. All right, that's not, it. Not All right. to key. That's like a rap. Yeah. Yes, it gets. Not to key. I'm in a one-night 